You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. What is up, Gladiator? Oh, wait, which camera do I look at? We're in a new studio. Hold on. This one? All right, Gladiators, what is up? This is the AfterBuzz TV Scandal Fan Show. Um, This is one of our first... Yeah, one of our first fan shows, so welcome aboard. We're so happy to be here, and I'm joined here, as always, uh, with my three favorite gladiators. I'm Emil Ennis Jr., and I guess we'll do it this way, starting with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. So, if you are watching and you would like to talk with us, please feel free to call in. The number is... 424-253-0405. Yes, and we are going to be um, talking about some of the questions that you guys um, asked on Twitter. We'll be talking about these questions, but we want you guys to join the conversation as well. So, please, please do call in. Um, So, first, how have you guys been? Oh, my God, I've been great, but I've been going through serious, serious scandal withdrawal. I literally have not seen you guys since last year or any of you gladiators. Happy New Year, guys. I know. Happy New Year. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday to both of you. We missed your birthdays. We weren't on air. I know. It's weird. I know. It's been a minute. But the good thing is we've all been busy, so it's not like we've just been avoiding each other. We love each other. Exactly. And can I say something (laughs) extremely corny? Because as some of you guys know, that we did not actually bring up Kerry Washington's pregnancy. Pregnancy, you know, a couple months ago when it was rumor. And I will admit that when I saw her on the Golden Globes, I was like, oh my God, she's pregnant. And I was like, but I knew that. But why am I so excited? So again, we're really excited about now that it is official. And we'll have more news regarding that later on in the show, the Golden Globes and whatnot. Well, guys, let's go ahead and start with the very first question. This one comes from at Devin Lamar with two R's. Um, will Melly's sacrifices come out and will Fitz finally give her the respect she deserves? Um, so obviously the main sacrifice is her, I was going to say <laughs> sleeping with, but what happened with uh, Fitz's father, Big Jerry, um, and how Fitz still doesn't know about it. So do you think that's going to come out in a future episode soon or is that still going to be one that she takes to the grave with her or... I mean, I think if it does come out, there's, I don't think Melly's the type that will bring the information out kind of like, now you have to, like, not even, not, not that you have to respect me, but pity me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she'll use it as a pity party. Right. I can only see her using it if she Mm -hmm. talks about it as, look what I've done for you. But... If she if that comes up, then she's going to have to potentially deal with the repercussions of that baby not being Fitz's. So if she wants to bring it up, then that's going to be a whole nother story because, you know, any man would do the math. You had sex. This happened at this time. Oh, my son or daughter is this age. I've actually thought about that. And and again, I think I watch way too much Science Channel. Okay, it's Fitz's father's baby. Right. And parents like father to son, you share half your DNA. 
So I actually don't know what the probability is, is could it show up that even though it's the dad's baby, what's the margin of error in DNA testing, right? Because even when they do the DNA test, like you're not the father, right? They always say, if you really listen, there's a certain percentage, right? So it's usually the likelihood of error given the pool that you're pulling from, right? Which is usually a geographic area because people have different genetic, a different genetic makeup. But if you literally have a father and a son who share half the DNA, is it plausible that there could be a false positive? I know. I apologize. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I don't know. If, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be so messed up, though. I, I, won- Fitz. I wonder if what will Fitz's response be? Do you think he will believe her? And and if she it all depends on how Melly brings the situation to him, because if she's bringing it to him out of desperation or if she's doing it out of anger, uh, Fitz responds differently according to how Melly comes to him. I think if she brings it up, though, she needs to prepare for the end because that's going to be the final straw and Fitz is back. That's going to destroy him because he already hates his dad. His dad is dead, but he still hates that man. Anything related to him, if you say, you act just like your father, he's in tears in the corner. So if you say to Fitz, Fitz, your dad raped your wife, and then he starts to think, and potentially that kid is his, I think that, I think that'll be, that'll be when you, he jumps off the deep end. I actually agree with what everyone's saying, but I'm actually going to go a completely different direction. I think that it will end the relationship for a completely different reason. Mm. I think that he he will not be able to see that she made the sacrifice, i.e. not telling him, out of love for him. He's only going to see it as a power play, right? Because let's really get down to it. Even think about it in terms of you know normal friendship relationships, right? If you all of a sudden, after the fact, find out that your friend went through something horrible at a time when you knew them, you kind of almost are hurt that they didn't share it with you. Let alone that regardless of who the person is, that your wife experiences a sexual assault and doesn't tell you, I think that given the nature of their relationship and the fact that they have so many secrets, I don't think he'll see it as it is. I think he will really see it as, whether or not he believes it as a maniacal move, i.e. who possibly could have then used that in some senses as a as leverage. And I think that will destroy him but destroy their relationship from a completely different point of view. So do you guys for sure think it's going to come out, though? No, actually, I don't think so. Um, When you think back, I can't think of any specific show, but there are certain shows, and I hate to say this, but there's a lot of soap operas where the audience knows, but it's never revealed to the other person. And I know that's only because because my sister was a big soap opera fan, but Drusilla's baby... (laughs) I like how he says it like he wasn't the one watching. Right. Yeah. Watching no, no, the stories. Keep on, no, no. You know you used to watch the stories. I used to stores. watch Passions and but, Days watch, of Our Lives. But no, you don't, un- you, don't understand, <laughs> you don't understand like when an older uh, sibling monopolizes a TV, you sit there and you just look kind of mad, don't. you know, <laughs> but you're kind of watching. But anyway, but anyway oh, it, was never rev- it was never revealed that Drusilla slept with um, with um, with Neil's uh, brother and that the baby was not Wait, his. For what soap opera? This is Young and Restless. Oh, Young and Restless. Okay. But my point is, I think the audience will know and... And that's as far as it's going to go. Real quick, so we can move on. I think it will come out because, think about soap operas, they need a new episode every single day. There are no reruns. Scandal, 
we what 18 we have 18 episodes mm-hmm. and at some point you got to start bringing stuff out because you're going to run out of plots you're going to run you know stuff needs to come out and they showed us with scandal if you exactly. realize if they show us something it always comes back mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can't they can't afford to keep nothing in their pocket Mm-mm. they can't I completely agree yeah. i think it'll come out but how we'll see all right, guys. Well, let's go to uh, number two. Uh, gladiators have been discussing this article from TV Guide. Your thoughts? This comes from um, Bella Dame Noir. Um, and this article is titled, What the Hell Happened to Scandal? It came out on the 19th. Um, and it's by Sadie Jenis. And there are a couple of points that Sophia's outlined here for us. Um, the main points they were saying in the article that Scandal used to be believable. Um, now it's not plausible. Um now it's not plausible but believable. Um, too many shocking twists. Does anyone believe Sally Langston would murder her husband in a crime of passion? Why was Melly's strength reframed as a result of sexual assault? Couldn't she have just naturally been the badass bitch we always thought she was? Uh, Huck licking Quinn's face. That was an image that we can't get out of our minds. Is Olivia's gut ever right anymore? Is there anything she won't compromise? Uh, why has David's voice been diminished? So let's go ahead and start tackling some of these questions. Let's just go with the first one. Does anyone believe Sally Langston? I thought it was just me, but <clears throat> I thought it was a bit far-fetched. Um, being that we re- we didn't really see much of Sally, and she just went so far left. I can see where TV Guide is is going when they say that they took that way to the extreme. It was it was somewhat out of character for me. But I think because it was a scandal, it was so juicy and it was like this awe moment that that kind of compensated for the fact that it was somewhat out of character because we were so like, oh, my God. I don't um, I don't necessarily think it was out of character because, you know, Sally kind of presents herself as this really God fearing woman who has no flaws, does no wrong when in actuality we've seen like with her uh, her daughter's abortion and other parts of her character, there are flaws because no Christian or human is perfect. And we see this one aspect of Sally's life, uh, her role in the vice president. We finally got to see a little glimpse into her relationship this season. But I don't think it's out of character because, you know, a lot of times the people in church are the worst sinners or at least they're they're not any better than any sinner outside the church. Because if you think about it, you go to church and the God-fearing people who believe it's not to say that you're necessarily better than anybody else, but you have flaws. And I don't think I don't think it's out of character because her husband was cheating on her and not just with the woman, with the man. And then for her, she's had all this built up aggression inside trying to act all godly all the time. And maybe the thing is, this is more close to her true character. And she's just trying to act a certain way because of her Bible belt beliefs. It's I'm, one. No, go ahead. Ben. It's it's one way to to be a hypocrite and maybe sleep with a deacon or, you know, takes, uh, take an extra quarter or dollar to uh, out the, um, out, of the, out of the collection plate. That's, that's one thing. But to actually murder, kill your husband, I feel our own, it's on a whole different level. See, and I actually would definitely, I'm going to piggyback off of what Emil said, but take it even further. I actually think that it has to do with the fact that she's really, a political powerhouse. Let's really put this into perspective. She didn't step into the limelight as a vice president. She stepped into the limelight as a presidential candidate, right? To be, to have the desire, the wherewithal, and the fortitude to potentially become president of the United States of America, right? Which in essence, she came extremely close, right? 
to be a woman, because we're still obviously, we're not there yet. I won't go that line of political dialogue where we're going. But if you look, there's a lot of similarities between the characters who I'm talking about, the potential presidential candidate female. You have to be somewhat ruthless. I think what's happened is by putting her in a vice presidential position, which is basically a fluff position, she's had to diminish who she is. So she'd actually, she's actually had to take that ruthless nature of her personality and push it down, right? For one sole reason, to potentially become president of the United States of America, right? So as she's pushing that ruthless, basically, energy down, you then have the president of the United States of America effing up every single second of every single day and laughing at her face when she finally sees that she sees a little a, a road to basically get back on track and she specifically asks her husband keep it in your pants not only does he not keep it in his pants he basically has sex with the president's right hand man who is equally as ruthless as she is right who basically uh, thank you right hand man's husband right mm-hmm. and then Cyrus then comes to her and basically is like I know blah 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 to me, when she read him, that took every ounce of energy she had. She then thought that she was going to go talk to Daniel, and Daniel would apologize, fall on his sword, be like, I'm so sorry. You know, I asked God for forgiveness. He did none of that. So her passion in literally killing him, like she said, she was literally trying to strike out the devil. To me, it made perfect sense. It was a literal crime of passion, not a crime of passion from a sense of love, but a crime of passion of what she has sacrificed in the last four years, if not the entire length of their marriage. You know, my perspective is I don't think it matters if it's believable or not. And I'll say this because what happened to the days of us? Well, not us, because we enjoy the show, but people enjoying television shows for what they are. Television shows. (laughs) Entertainment. For entertainment. Sally kills her husband. Oh, better it's better for us. It's juicy. We get to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And I I keep using this example, and I haven't used it so much. In 24, Jack Bauer died, came back to life. People faked their death. So-and-so <laughs> got, you know, shot in the chest, but he miraculously survived, had a chip sewed into his, his rib cage. It's TV. It's yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. So, sure, Sally killed her husband. Great. Not great in real life, but for TV and for us. It's awesome. I, I think, don't think it the, matters. That's the problem with uh, with social media and the internet now. Everything has become so critical and analytical. You have all these people, especially for a show that has reached the masses like this, have so many people analyze, and it works because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. But at the same time, you have all these people who are constantly analyzing. People who are always trying to figure out different things to where some people view this show as real. I mean, they know it's not real, but to a certain extent, they see it as real. So it's. For some people, it's like, okay, well, that doesn't come off as authentic or real anymore. So how am I supposed to follow this show? But I don't know. I don't. I get what you're saying. I completely agree with you. I agree like with you and, and Sophia, though. Like, it, to me, it was logical. But sorry to cut you off, E. No, no, you're good. But I just don't think someone, I don't matter. think someone, well, in TV, entertainment, in TV, someone can all of a sudden go tick, tick, boom. In real life, not so quick. I mean, doesn't anyone watch that? I watch right. it all. I mean, Both women. Watch I mean, what? Snapped? Snapped? Sorry. What's like, that? 
The women this, are well, whoever right. watches snaps, oh. no, Snapped knows what I'm talking about. It's literally when people snap, and usually it's a crime of passion. And normally it's because someone has either literally or figuratively been hitting them again and again and again. And they've had to take it. They've had to take it. They've had to take it. And then finally, enough. they're like, I've had enough. Like that gotcha. movie with uh, J-Lo? Was that Ex- no, exactly. Yeah. And she goes and enough. takes Krav Maga. And anyways, we're going to get in trouble for that. People are going to tweet us and be like, you are. Anyways. But I'm going to actually jump on the other side of the bandwagon in terms of the fact that I actually disagree from a from a larger perspective i think that tv to a certain extent depending upon the nature of the show needs to be somewhat believable and everyone i think knows who watches our show knows that i kind of have a have a dichotomy when it comes to the show overall love 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 this show but i'm not above if there's an episode or a storyline that i don't like i'm going to communicate that i think that there have been episodes in season three where we're doing either one of two things we're either like whoa i can't believe that which is very different than Huck's scene with Quinn, which I was like, oh my God, but that was beyond believable. That was so in line with his character. It was brilliant television, which is very different from kind of watching it and going, wait, I don't believe that because it's not organic or authentic to the character, number one, or if I'm thinking too much. Now, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Yes, Scandal is a thinking show. It's very cerebral, but it still needs to be entertainment. So the minute I'm starting to question in a way that takes me out of the show that's not a good idea versus i think that i'm going to jump back to season one season one if you think about it everything that we were seeing and everything we were experiencing was new and on one level unbelievable because we had never seen it before but we soaked it in so fully because the storylines were so present the pace was so quick and in line with how it would be in real life that we forgot to think how out of the ordinary it was there have been episodes in season three that I think that they took it there in a way that I was like, I was like, I'm running. I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And for me, I'm not a fan of knowing what's going to happen in a line that is unbelievable. That's well said. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but for, for the Sally character, I don't think it was out of line. Me neither. I, yeah. Um, so let's skip around here. Um, we already talked about Melly, but we'll briefly touch on this. Um, she said, why was Melly's strength reframed as a result of sexual assault? Do you think that uh, the rape was necessary to define Melly's character? I think we talked about that during the episode, though. That it was a little... Yeah, it was kind of... It was kind of... The way they jumped around in the episode was was an issue for me because it was such a serious situation. And then right after it happened, something else happened and right. it kind of took us out of it. Like, wait, so we just danced around her being raped and now we're here eating so, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So it was to me, that was what the problem was. But I hope in regards to the question, um, I hope they don't try to make Melly's strength from here out viewed as a result of the assault like i hope not and i that's how i took it yeah that's exactly how i took it and i think that anyone who knows like when that episode i'm still not okay with it hit it was a little i think it ironically that was probably the most real episode and for me it did not feel like entertainment and i was unable to watch it as if it was entertainment but i think that that's that's why it is very tricky because on some levels they were basically it you could take it as if they were showing you that's why she's so cold. That's why she's so ruthless. And on one level, you may be sympathetic to that fact. And now you don't see her as such an ice queen. But personally, I like that she's an ice queen. Yeah. I like that she's ruthless. I like that she's rugged. I like that she has a linear focus and she's willing to do anything and everything for that focus. 
And previous to that episode, I like that that came 100% from her, i.e. that she was 100% in control. Now, to juxtapose that, ironically, given the fact that she went through a traumatic experience and chose to choose the path of control, it doesn't diminish it, but it does change it a little bit for me. And so I, I, I wasn't really a fan. It was believable, yeah. but I wasn't a fan of that direction for her character. Yeah, I, I didn't like the direction that they took for Melly, but, you know. Um, okay, so Huck licking Quinn's face. In reference to the article, she was saying that's an image that is burned in our brains or whatever, but I thought that that, that was... was the point. Yeah, that was the point. Like, that's something that I'm cool with. It's believable for Huck. But you know what? Um, and I think a lot of gladiators, we've talked on uh, on iTunes, on Twitter, on YouTube about this whole concept of is it a soap opera or is it a political drama, right? Now, I think that for a soap opera, it's out of line. For political drama, it makes perfect sense. Why? Because if you understand Huck's character, it's exactly in line with what he would do because, again, he's an addict. He literally is viewing her like like a drug so he's he's tasting it he's absorbing everything it is and even in the way that he says you're fresh you're new i've never done this with someone like you it made it intimate and then disgusting all at the same time that was exactly the intention and that was exactly organic to the show to the character to the scene but again not if you characterize this as a soap opera but Back in the day, all all um, one-hour dramas were called primetime soaps. Daytime were daytime soaps. What the hell is wrong with it being a political drama, political soap? I mean, who cares? So what? I think the word soap has changed, though, because back when it was called that, soaps hadn't really run their course. And, before, and, and back then, soaps were kind of what you had to... In Hollywood, back then, doing a soap was a mark of success. You made it. That was it. Like, I'm in the door. I'm on a soap. People came to Hollywood back then to do soaps. But over time, because now there's so many different types of shows, so many different channels, so many different routes to success in Hollywood, soap, the word soap has developed um, a negative name or negative representation Mm -hmm. Or watered down. Yeah, yeah or yeah. watered down. You know what I mean? Because back then when like, shows like Dallas and Dynasty, yeah. those type of shows, that was like a... That was that was the thing. If you got on One Life to Live or Bold and the Beautiful, you were in the door. Now is people come to Hollywood and they're like, oh, I have an audition for a soap. Right. Like, you know, it's not mm-hmm. even... They don't even treat it the same. Much respect to people who do soaps, though, because you have to learn different copy every day. If you're, in, you sure if you're acting, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. every day it's a new... It's a whole new script, so... I think it's just the name of, I think it's the word soap. I don't think it's the actual, I, you know, idea. right. Idea. And I think it does, it does, it brings up a different connotation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that if you, if you look at the people who, let's say, consider this a soap, there's the, the newer storylines that they're more in favor of and people who consider it a political drama, then there's certain different episodes or certain seasons that they prefer. Do you know what I mean? And I think the, 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 either the, the downfall and or the success of the show is the fact that it's both. Yeah. And I mean, I call it a soap all the time. I'm going to continue to call it a soap. But my definition of a soap is not a negative way. So, yeah. yeah. 
So we'll combine these two questions. Um, do we have any callers, Marissa, before I continue? Not yet. Not yet. You better okay, cool. get on that phone. <laughs> you know what, though? And I knew that this was going to happen. I am a sleepyhead, so I'm the one who made us do the show earlier than normal. And I think, watch, <laughs> I hope that our, our producers and our engineers don't get calls at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Mm. Well, we won't be here. <laughs> um, well, I've, I've gotten tweets saying that they're watching. I guess they're... they're if you're watching, then call shot. in. They're 424-253-0405. Once again, that number is... No, but seriously, <laughs> call in, guys. Um, so I want to combine these two questions because it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, and I actually enjoyed this part of the article where she asked, is Olivia's gut right anymore? Um, is there anything she won't compromise? And then she asked, why has David's voice been diminished? Because first season, even um, first half of second season, in a way, um, but specifically first season, um, Olivia's gut was kind of being tested throughout the whole season. Then when season two happened, we had that whole situation with uh, Quinn, David, and Olivia. And then the whole dynamic of all of their relationships changed. Um and I guess I've been waiting for the moment where Olivia's gut is quote unquote right again, but we haven't really had that moment since season one where she's wearing the white hat. It's kind of just been like Olivia's doing what she wants to do and whatever feels right in this moment is okay. As much as I've given, um, as much as smack that I've talked about uh, in regards to Olivia, not, you know, kind of having that whole I'll do whatever I want to do for TV. I think is great because it gives her character room. You know, in the beginning of the epi- in the beginning of the of of the show, she was one way. Now she's transitioned to another way. So now she's not going to obviously stay this way. So you know, eventually she probably will get back to that same Olivia where her where she's able to trust her gut. But for now, it's TV for me is entertaining. But I did get their perspective. Um, I did I get what they were saying in regards to that was the premise of who Olivia Pope was, and it's kind of. Um, diminish her reputation because I mean there are people on social media when things happen people are like Olivia Pope is now that name is like a cult classic and so in some ways her name and her reputation is tarnished because people think that Olivia Pope is like I don't know equivalent to Michelle Obama but no no, actually go ahead go ahead I'll come on I think Nobody out here has a perfect gut. And I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you can know the difference between right and wrong. You can try your hardest to do what you think is right at every single, you know, moment in time. But take, for example, if you were in a bad relationship, not even Olivia Pope, if you were in a bad relationship or not even a bad relationship, you just... You really cared about somebody, but your your head told you not to deal with them. Sometimes your gut tells mm. you to deal with them and that necessarily might not be the right thing. So I think when you. I we I don't me I don't want to expect that Olivia is walking around here like. It's automatic that she's just going to always make the right decision. Nobody does that. You can try your best to try to, you know, to do what you you know, what you think is best, but. If you take the character in, into perspective, she, at first when we first saw her, she, you know, she we didn't know anything about her dad. Now all of a sudden, she knows her dad. She thought he was evil. She found out he wasn't evil. Her mom is alive. She thought he was dead. She, you know, now has had three boyfriends that we've seen. Like this, this isn't a normal person's life. So, I mean, me, I'm just gonna give her a little leeway. If her good ain't right, her good ain't right. I don't. I mean, whatever. Um. 
I have two points. First quick point is the fact that I actually think that her gut has been wrong pretty much the entire show. Season one, season two, season three. Because of how we were introduced to her, if you think about it. Her reputation preceded her, right? Mm -hmm. Right at the moment that we met her, what was the first scandal? Amanda Tanner. That was personal to her. That was the first time she didn't trust her gut. From the very beginning when she said she wanted to meet Fitz Mm -hmm. and see him face to face, and that didn't happen, and she saw him on, on the TV screen and he did that little wink or whatever he did to her, she knew at that moment he was lying. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. So from that point on, all we have been seeing is Olivia not trust her gut, right? I think if it comes back, it will have to come back because there'll have to be a lack of chaos in her personal life. But technically the whole show, her gut's been wrong. Mm -hmm. And to prove that, we have the campaign with Lisa Kudrow. I'm sorry, I can't remember the actual character's name. Messed up on that one. Do you know what I mean? She just, the whole way she handled it, not good. Um, the whole Olit affair. Remember with the other girl? She couldn't manage her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even really manage the actual coming out of the affair after the fact. That just, her associates took care of that. Technically, that's her because it means you have good associates. Amanda Tanner. Cyrus had to take care of that. Um, she only, her gut was right when it came to the weekly whodunit scandals that didn't pertain to her. True, but technically, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But she was pretty badass for a season, you know, when she was <laughs> oh. sol- solving all those. Oh. oh, let me be clear, though. Her her gut being wrong does not diminish the fact that she's a badass. Let's be very clear, mm-hmm. because even that actually is a different level of power and control. It's one thing to know that you're doing the right thing because your gut says you're right. It's another thing to be like, you know what? I don't care. Right? Because think about it. She literally had Fitz literally move heaven and earth and violate every and basically conduct every act of treason. Why? Simply because she wanted to save her mom. That's she badass. Yeah. It's it's one thing if you do something because you know it's right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually a little bit easier. Or if you know that there's going to be no repercussions. The fact that there was a small part of her, and that's why she was in a state of shock. Think about it. Her shock was because she couldn't figure things out. We took it as she couldn't believe what was happening. The problem is she could. Because at the end of the day, she knows who her father is. So is it really that implausible or improbable that her mom could somehow also not be what her mom was and at the minute she snapped out of it that's why what happened she went back to normal right because she was now back on track back on her gut i think that juxtaposition is what makes the show is the difference between when she acts in theory out of logic without emotion and then in logic with emotion but it's always just like bam said it has to do with whether or not it has to do with her or not hold on let me gladiator uh moni the call-in number is 424 uh, 424-253-0405. She says she's tried calling and it was her own number. So, uh-huh. and, and Marissa, is that the right number? And you're watching live. So, so okay. maybe maybe you misdoubted, but again, it's 424-253-0405. All right. We look forward to your call. Um, and then the final question from this set of questions from TV Guy is, do you think Scandal has gotten too crazy? Um, for me... Certain episodes, but overall, no, I'm still pleased with the show. For for me, no, it hasn't got crazy. This is, you know, it's it's a good, it's a great show. We thrive off of it. We love, we love being shocked. I think the problem for me is that it's 22 to 24 episodes, and I believe that when the show first started, you know, the first season was only what seven, seven. eight episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it's when you have so many shows. It's kind of hard to, you know, punch you in the gut every episode. Um, and so I like the fact that 
scandal's gotten crazy because there's so many different uh you know you have this you have this huge cast and why not you why not take advantage of all this great acting so they're gonna get crazier i like it there's great stories and I know they're going to turn up some more. So I don't have a problem with them them getting crazy. I just, you know, sometimes because there's so many episodes, you know, you're going to have episodes where you may not like it. I don't think it gotten too crazy because if you remember before the break, at one point there were episodes where we were like, this isn't crazy enough. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of dragging. They were, they were, it was like nothing was really going on. And I'm not sure if it's because season two was so high impact or was it really just dragging? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it has its crazy moments, but I don't think it's gotten too crazy. My only uh, question is kind of what Bam was saying based on the number of episodes, keeping up the the level of scandal in regards to longevity. Mm-hmm. Like how many more, you know what I mean? What Like what else can there be? What else, you know, what else are you going to pull out? Because if it's being shot mid season, last you know last last season last season two that was something that we never really see and it happened so early like that's like a season finale thing it wasn't even mid-season it, was it like, wasn't even it mid-season was the, it was like third the of the season yeah. now like that the was sixth, crazy seventh episode yeah and not crazy in regards to it's unbelievable or it's just outlandish that was crazy like high impact like you know this is amazing show so my concern is not even that it's gonna get too crazy how are they gonna keep this pace and and I know that I've said the exact opposite. I actually think that they should slow the pace down in terms of the craziness factor, but bring the speed back. Like, I feel like there's a scandal mm-hmm. pace that's mm-hmm. missing. You used to feel like it was actually almost news. Like, right. it was coming at you as if it was really happening. Now I'm I'm watching from a different, like, I'm actually sitting back in my chair. I don't necessarily like that. And I think that for the storylines that aren't, quote unquote, so salacious, I actually like those. But I feel like they're not drawing out the characters enough. So let's see more of Harrison. Uh. Let's see more of Abby. Like, let's Abby grow and evolve. Like, let's have her evolve beyond just his little snippy comments. I love the snippy comments. Like, Paige is a whore. Like, I, I love the comments. But... I want to see people grow. And I think that ironically what's happening now is the cast on some levels has kind of gotten so big in terms of what we consider to be the, the regular players. I feel like we're, it's, it, it's, we're not getting deep enough, really. Let me stop there. We're not getting deep enough. And I yeah. wish that they would actually go deeper and not necessarily make the scandals so scandalous because we've never been inside a scandal before. That, to me, was the nature of the show. It wasn't that the scandal itself was so out there. It was the fact that we never saw the inner workings of how you got from point A to point B. That's, personally, for me, what I loved about the show. I and t- still love about the show. Totally agree with you. And I also think that they should sometimes get back to the weekly whodunits, the weekly scandals. Well, um, about to keep it real right now. My nose has been running for the past 15 minutes, <laughs> so I'm just going to go grab some tissue, pass it to one of you guys uh, to just take the reins for a quick sec. Yes. Um, any other questions? Well, we no, talk? actually, there's a good time to do a quick. Um, most of you guys know that one of the best ways to speak to us and to let us know how you feel about the show is to go on iTunes, and you simply just go to iTunes.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, you just type in AfterBuzz TV Scandal, and all of our podcasts will pop right up from Season 1, Season 2, as well as Season 3. You can also subscribe... So 
so that the minute a podcast is available, you'll be alerted. Um, I think there are special apps that you can basically on all of your platforms, whether or not it's your tablet, your iPad, your um, iPhone, your Galaxy, your tablet, no matter what it is, um, you can basically subscribe and we will alert you when podcasts are available. But more importantly, on iTunes, it allows you to rate and comment. Um, basically, if you rate five stars, it shows your appreciation. You like what we're doing. And commenting allows you to um, dictate or direct the dialogue as well as to pose questions and just generally tell us um, what you think. So, again, iTunes.com, After Buzz Scandal TV Podcast. Perfect. And I'm back. Um, so... We um, want to take a break from the questions for a little bit here. And, you know, we've had three seasons of Scandal now. So I want to ask each of you um, just briefly, uh, let's do your favorite Scandal episode. It can be from any of the seasons Ooh. or if you have a specific one from season three, whichever one you prefer. I'll start with you, Cornelia. I'll do season three. Mine is, um, I liked YOLO. YOLO? I liked YOLO. And that was when we really saw Huck and, and Quinn's uh, interaction with each other. That was, if you guys, you know, don't remember, Quinn, Huck found out that Quinn was working with Charlie. He didn't know in what capacity. So he tied her up and was ready to, you know, get down and dirty with Quinn. And that was also when he licked their face. That whole episode right there for season three, that was my favorite so far. Because we really saw Huck in his element. We saw it before, but it's different when you see him in his element with somebody that he knows and that he cares or cared for. And that's when Quinn got, kind of got booted out of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she got booted out of OPA. So I was all cool with that. I, I really liked that one. All right. Um, before we continue, the new call-in number is 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. So if you've been trying to call... Try that number now. Um, my favorite episode is probably a tie. Um, season one, The Trail, is still probably my all-time favorite. But for this season, it would have to be uh, Vermont is for Lovers 2. Because I'm just an, I'm a lovey-dovey emotional type guy. So anytime a litz can get together and be all lovey-dovey and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Those two episodes, though, were the ones that really tugged at my heartstrings. And, um, yeah, those those were by far my, my two favorite. But if I was had to pick one for sure, it would still be The Trail because the one-minute scenes. Which... <sighs> Bam? Bam? No, go ahead. Because I'm trying to send the tweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, agree with season one. It would be – actually, you know what? I'm going to stick to season three. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, it would either be YOLO for the reasons that, uh, that Cornelia said, as well as Vermont is for lovers, but I'm going to actually take the two together because to me, those two for me felt like original scandal pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you think about it, because even with Vermont is for lovers, even though it had that romance, there was an edge to it, right? Because think about it. We were literally dealing with Quinn not wanting OPA to find out that she had murdered this security guard, right? So you're taking that and the juxtaposition between that. You're taking Cyrus basically trying to set up his husband. You're having, you know, Olivia basically being like, I'm done with this. And Jake saying, you know, he's, he's going to find a way. Like, he always does. And then, again, you come back to this point where you 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 want to feel sorry for Melly, but you can't. Because then again, Melly's trying to figure out where is her husband. And and she uses all these tactics and then finally she does. And for that split second when you see him on the TV screen in front of the house in Vermont, happy and excited, you want to feel sorry for her. Because at the end of the day, she's still his wife. Yeah. yeah. 
the pace was good. The pace was great. And then again, what ends up, it ends with the picture underneath Quinn's door. And that, because we had to wait, what, two weeks, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that a two-week break? So. I believe so. That was almost harder than this break. And then again, we go in and we go with the pace and we go with a juxtaposition. And again, again, they didn't do too many storylines because all the storylines were connected. And what were we doing? You basically see Huck torturing Quinn while at the same time protecting Olivia. Do you, I mean, do you know what I mean? We find out about the mom, whatever. Those two together, that to me is the essence of the show. And I know a lot of people have said, why do you guys, and when they say you guys, they mean me, critique the show like you do and get so angry. I get so angry because at the end of the day, at the core of what this show is, it's brilliant. Yeah. And to me, those two episodes together, that is the epitome of what Scandal is. And that's why I still tune in. Guys, real quick again, in. our call-in number. Sorry to cut you off, Sophia, no. because we have some issues too. 424-256-1729, guys. 424-256-1729. Okay. Okay, I'm going to just see. So, my favorite, uh, my favorite episodes is when Fitz was shot. Oh, yeah. It turned up like it has never turned up before. And the the whole dynamics of the show changed from when he was shot. Um, oh, um, Olivia and Fitz were estranged. They had decided to call it quits. And his... Oh, we have a caller. Okay. And oh, so... No. Okay. That's it me. is working. Yeah, that was me. That was my favorite. That was my favorite <laughs> favorite episode because they were estranged at the time. And then, you know, his... his um, uh, uh, assassination attempt you know brought them together there was them on the hospital they were them in the hospital two of them were in the hospital um Melly was writing letters that that whole <laughs> the whole couple of episodes after that th- to me that was the best yeah yeah that was a good one mm-hmm. let's keep talking about some faves um who would you say is your Ooh, in fact i like this one better who is the ultimate cold piece for you um mm. for me I'm have to go with uh, with Cyrus. Uh, Cyrus is and always will be the cold piece of the eternity. Can you de- can you have a cold piece of of all time? Yeah. Um, yeah. that would be Cyrus. Cyrus would definitely be the cold piece for me. You know what? I'm I I'm not gonna go with a regular scandal character. The fact that she ate <laughs> her entire wrist to smithereens. Mama Pope gets cold piece of primetime television. She gets the cold piece of ABC, the network in general, because who else do you see? Some people can't get, I can't get a splinter. I can't get a paper cut or I'm about to pass out of my chair at work and die. She ate her wrist entirely and the blood was dripping out and she pretty much was just, you know, was just going to keep eating it until something would have happened. Like she was just going to keep eating it. Mama, Mama Pope gets cold piece of eternity. Uh, cold piece for me is Hollis Doyle. Mm-hmm. Because what he was able to do, how he had a group of people, he turned them all, he turned everybody against everybody and he was, excuse my uh, French, he was a shit starter of this whole entire thing. So, for me, Hollis. Yeah. Um, I think we have a call, just in case you want to cut me off. Because okay. you know I'll keep talking. Oh, right. we have a call? Okay. Hi, callers. 
Oh, fine. We, we got Hi. Hello. Who are we speaking with? I'm Camille. How are you? Hi. Who is this? Uh, my name's Camille. Oh, okay, Camille. Good. Oh, I thought you said, hi, Emil. How are you? <laughs> no, no, it's Camille with a C. Hey, Camille. What's your, what's hi. your, what's your Twitter name? Uh, it's at Camille Layson. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So we were, we were talking about who's our favorite cold piece. So, uh, why don't you tell us who's your favorite cold piece? Um, my favorite cold piece for a while has been Cyrus, but okay. I watched, um, the finale tonight again and for some reason um cyrus's husband became my co-piece especially that scene because when they're laying in the bed at the end of the scene and he's like you know make me press secretary i'll stay da 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 it's like one of those like it's almost as if in that moment he's realizing that Love isn't what he needs. He's decided to make this a political marriage himself. So now you've got the opposite. You've got Cyrus and him and then Fitz and Melly. That's brilliant. Okay. So you have you have these you have these deals that are made through marriage and everybody getting well, some people get what they want. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. I, I really that's like that. That's a really good one. And then what would you say is your favorite scandal episode? Um Oh, I love all the episodes. Well, not all of them because everything coming up Melly. Everything coming up Melly, I didn't really like too much. I just really couldn't do the whole rape thing because it was just, I liked her because she was her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, from the get go, we've always thought that Melly was, you know, this is just how she is. And to make, to have the rape come, I just didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. I have to say, I honestly hated that episode. So, but my. Favorite episode was Happy Birthday, Mr. President, awesome. because we got to see the backstory of him and Liv and all that. And then you had to, you had to, you, you went back and forth from the issue of him being shot and her having to go to Melly, then her breaking down the closet. So I thought it was awesome. Camille, where are you calling from? What city and state? Houston, Texas. Well, that Southern Houston, accent Texas, is strong, Texas, girl. Baby. I feel like I'm back in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so no, much for calling, girl. though. Thank you so much. We're going to take another caller now, but make sure you tweet us um, no right now so we can tweet you later, okay? I do. I love y'all. I watch y'all all the time. You guys are awesome. Thank all you, right. Thanks, Thanks, Camille. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. So we have another caller, Marissa? Yes, I believe they are on the air. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling the Scandal Fan Show. Go again. And you are live. Hello? Hello? Hi, who am I speaking with? This is uh, Joyful Girl 326. Oh, hey, we finally hear you in person. <laughs> oh, happy hey, day. Hey, How are you? Hey, hey guys. <laughs> I'm awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Um, Let's take it back for you. Let's take it back to the TV Guide article. Did you get a chance to read it? Oh, I did read that. What, what I your, saw it all go down on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on the article overall? We don't break down the specific points, but what are your thoughts? I mean, I I saw their point, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I'm still I'm still entertained by it. I'm still not like I'm still going to watch the show. Like, they haven't gone too far to where like I'm now not going to watch it because it's gone so crazy. Right. And you know. 
Why it almost sounds like whoever wrote that is like at that point where they're like, they don't even feel like watching it anymore. And they probably don't. While you're on the phone, um, I'm going to go ahead and skip to question four because we don't know the answer to this. So since we have a caller, um, coffee <laughs> at coffee light suite said, uh, Fitz mentioned a woman hope during his campaign. Um, do you remember a hope? Who is hope? You mentioned Hope. I'm going to have to talk to Steph. <laughs> All right. Well, That's my girl. <laughs> if anybody knows who Hope is, please call in so we can get the answer to this. During which campaign? I I guess it's uh, the first campaign. Child, we, don't <laughs> we don't know. So do you have a question? <laughs> well, yeah. Did you have a specific question that you wanted to ask us? Or something you wanted to Or anything about? you want to tell us? Are you excited about Gladiators Unite LA? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Gee, did I just say that on air? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you going to be there? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be the photographer. Oh, oh look at you. Nice. Wait, where are you calling from, uh, Gladiator Moni? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. What part? You know I'm from Michigan. What part, ma'am? <laughs> Lansing. Right oh, up in the middle. Oh. Right in the middle of my... Michigan Gladiators uh, represent. We are deep up in this piece. Okay. Yeah. Um. You do you miss it over here because it's like snowed, rained, hailed. Mm-mm. Absolutely um, not. Y'all can keep that. Strong. All in the last twenty-four hours. It was um, eighty-four it was eighty-two degrees. Yeah, it was today. eighty-two degrees today <laughs> in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit warm now. All right, that's why we're wearing short sleeves. She's wearing. But like- um, for you gladiators who don't know, uh, last year it was last year. I had to think about it. Uh, 2013 May in New York was the first ever meetup for Scandal Gladiators. As you know, we've said it time and time again. This is just not a TV show. It is a revolution. And primarily, I think that the success of the show um, has skyrocketed from season one to season three because of the fan base of this show and and the way that they communicate with with one another and that they share their ideas about characters, what they like, what they don't like, where the show should go and where um, where the show has yet to go. Um, so uh, May of 2013 was the first ever scandal meetup in New York. And the second annual um, meetup will be in August cool. here in Los Angeles, California. Um, next uh, show, our official you know restart on the 27th, we will have more information, which we will tweet out online. And we will uh, give you the uh, URL for that so you can get all the information uh, as well as um, potentially attend and see us. Um, here in Los Angeles talking about scandal face-to-face without a screen of any kind. Yep, yep. yep. Well, thank you so much for calling. It's nice to finally hear your voice. Aw, thanks. That sounded a little creepy, but... <laughs> I can't wait to meet you guys. We'll yes, we're very excited. We will be there. I'll make sure I clear my calendar. Like, I'm that busy, but... You really <laughs> are. Don't let him fool you. We'll talk about that in News and Gossip. But uh, thank you so much, <laughs> and make sure you tweet us. I mean, you tweet us all the time, so we know your name and everything, but we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Yeah. Have a great night. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Um, so for our next question, um, Rowan always hated Liv's boyfriends. Did he help with the assassination? That came from Coffee Light Sweet too. Um, I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know if necessarily if he if he did do that, but I definitely wouldn't put it past him. Um, what are your thoughts, guys? What assassination? Well, he tried with, to with shoot the oh, okay. He tried to shoot Fitz, kill Fitz. Um, I'll take this call right now and see if you have an answer for us for this question. Hello? Yes? Who am I speaking with? This is Yasha. Yasha. Sound like Yonsei. Yonsei. Uh, how are you doing, Yasha? <laughs> What's in our cups? 
Hello? What did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. All right. Well, we just asked this question um, that Coffee Light Sweet tweeted us. She said, Rowan always hated Liv's boyfriends. Did he help with assassination? Do you think that Rowan could have possibly helped with um, the president getting assassinated? Mm, yeah. I mean, he's, Daddy Pope was pretty. He's my cold piece. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think he definitely could have had a hand in that. Now, I've just thought about this, and you can join the conversation. We'll keep you on the line for a little bit. But we had another question talking about whether or not Becky was B613, if that was true. If she was B613, then Rowan had to be looped in somehow anyway, right? Even though Hollis was the one. Well, because it's Charlie. Or Verna. Because it's really Charlie. That's She got him brought in by Charlie, and we now know that Charlie was also B. But Charlie brought in Hawk. That's who brought in Becky, was Charlie. Right? Yeah. So, so does that mean that Rowan was involved then? Right. That's why I was so confused. The B six thirteen is too confusing. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. What do you think is going to say that again? We lost Jake? you. Repeat your question again for us. Why are you all so hard on Jake? Oh. What do you think is going to happen with him? Okay, I'll, okay, I'll just say mine real quick. Uh, for Jake, I had my little back and forth for a quick minute, couple episodes. I was on um, what do they call it, Old Lake or whatever. Um, yes, Jolivia. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's something about Olitz that uh, I just can't let go. And I have nothing against Jake, but he is um, a little creepy to me, and he does have good intentions sometimes i guess but i don't know i don't really trust the guy so i feel like he's no more creepy than fitz Fitz is not creepy fitz is is not creepy kind of i don't i don't recall giving him a hard time i've always said he's been a younger fitz like you know little mac little um i forgot what the check i forgot what yeah i remember what you said but i said he's like a little bit oh yeah you said fitz with more swag or something like that yeah um, then maybe it's me, because I definitely know I've thrown shade Jake's way. I think that there's really, a certain... Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know where it's coming. I think that the primary reason that I've given uh, Jake a hard time is because I think he's not honest. Like, I think that even the very nature in which he got to know Olivia was because he was spying on her. So there's a certain intimacy they have that's not real. It's simply because if I basically write down in my little journal, like I would love a six foot one chocolate, you know, debonair gentleman from upstate New York, you know what I mean? Who is yeah. half Trinidadian and half African American. Okay, I'll hear mean? that college. Get it working. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden someone, you know, I meet someone at Starbucks and we start talking and they're like, oh yeah, well when I was in Trinidad because, you know, I'm half African American half Trinidadian and, and I'm like, ooh, how tall are you? And you're like six one, and I'm like, ooh, he's really chocolate. It's it's not genuine. Right. It's because the person literally is saying that and they maybe did a fake tan and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not real. I think that's my major problem with him. Now, to to juxtapose that, and I'm sorry for being silly, to juxtapose that <laughs> against um, Fitz, the irony with Fitz is Fitz, although he may be janky at times or do things we don't yeah. like he is a hundred percent honest with Liv and the only time in which he was not honest with Liv was regarding her mom and even then he actually was honest because by telling her that he couldn't tell her for matters of national security he actually told her well so didn't that's he lie my... about the Amanda Tanner thing mm-hmm. well yeah whoa, whoa. Drop the bomb on us. Ed May. Go, go, keep talking go he ahead did. 
Well, I had a problem with Jay going in Liv's purse, but that's just superficial. <laughs> like, you're not going to be in my purse. And yeah, I know that, that really was hilarious. Your comment was a great... You're, you're very right about that. I just glossed Get over it. Okay, purse. I'm going to... I'm going to be a typical man and say, well, sometimes we lie when it comes to did you sleep with that girl well no I didn't sleep with her or no I didn't call her or no I didn't get her number at the club give him a pass no Don't, nobody gets a pass D-Wade Ludacris nobody gets a break nobody gets a break Ludacris uh, thank you for <laughs> <laughs> no but Amanda Tanner was a plant anyway so she gets a pass what's your Twitter name uh, what, Yasha Yashi? Yes, Yasha. Yasha, what's your Twitter name? <laughs> Nurse Ya. Nurse Ya? 33. Nurse Ya. Uh, I'm telling okay. you. you Same thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mimic what Emil said earlier. Please tweet us um, now so that we see the tweet come up so that we have you locked in so that we continue this dialogue. Oh, and last and thing, where are you I calling from? He shouldn't hear you. Where are you calling from? Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay, represent. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and we will tweet you after the show. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned, and we have a couple more questions, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Okay, thanks. All right, thank thank you. you. Bye-bye. So we have to address this question, number seven, and this is specifically for you, Bam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's from at Kim Patwalt. Bam, why do you always say Melly is intelligent? She is. Um, We were talking about this. We were talking about this um, off camera. And because Melly may not make decisions and certain things that we may not like, let's let's check her background. She's a lawyer. Um, She has a lot of education. I can't remember exactly what. But the point that the point that I was making is when a jump off gets with a ball player. And she gets with him. She has babies. She gets like, who says that, that who says that a jump off is not intelligent if she's able to do certain things like you? Who we're talking about? Are you saying Melly to jump off? No, no, no. But what I'm saying, you're talking about the strategy, uh, the strategy, the the strategy, just because, just because Uh, one, just because one does things in ways that you may not like, Melly thinks she's, um, She's gotten this far and she is intelligent because, okay, uh, who asked me this question? Uh, at Kim Petwalt, put yourself in the, put yourself in a position if you were the first lady, you know that your husband is having an affair and how would you, what would you do and how would you handle yourself when you have the whole entire media and you have this whole world looking at you? So I don't, I'm going to, continue to defend her and say that she is intelligent because she, I, she's intelligent I, I guess my question is do you not think she is intelligent that's uh, not you and I'm Kim not explaining one, my just... thoughts because I, I'm my I'm kind of all over the place you want me to but, jump because I think yes, I can please. do this for you um, I think that where Bam was going is that I think that sometimes people make the mistake of assuming that if someone makes decisions based on their heart or based on on a code of morality that isn't black and white, that somehow they're not intelligent, right? Now, I'm going to bring it to a completely other kind of boat, and I'm not necessarily saying I agree with this, but there are a lot of people who believe that part of being a human being is making a mistake, right? 
Emil, we've talked about this in, in several points, right? Now, it doesn't really matter to a certain extent whether or not that mistake is lying to your teacher or, um, you know, not uh, not paying the correct amount or not paying all of your taxes or potentially cheating on your wife or your husband, right? Arguably, just because someone makes a mistake doesn't mean you throw away the totality of what you have, number one. Number two... I think that we can look at several extremely intelligent women, and it's sad that we only have examples of women, or the only ones that I can come off the top of my head, in current life whose husbands have cheated on them. The fact that they stay does not negate their intelligence. Especially, I think, specifically as it pertains to Melly, her decision to stay with Fitz isn't actually as much connected to her desire for power it really is because she loves him. And that in of itself cannot be deemed. It can be, but I think you need to be very careful of deeming that as unintelligent. Because if anything, the most intelligent thing that we can do as human beings is being 100% honest with our heart, even if that goes against logic or pragmatism. Because otherwise, it's not intelligence. It's simply following rules. It's not really hard to follow rules. It's hard to step outside of rules and really blaze your own path if that path is true to your own heart, if that makes sense. No, that was good. I agree. Yeah, I explained it yesterday, and I was trying to figure I couldn't remember because I did like four or five messages. Yeah, I read your why. tweet. That's yeah, why yeah. I sound so smart because I read his tweet. Yeah. And I just <laughs> got them all together and bam. No, you're, you're smart. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to uh, wrap it up here. But who would you say is your favorite character? Just real quick. Oh, I can't do that. Um, for me, uh, mm, mm, come back to me. I don't, ha- I don't have no, a actually, specific, I don't I, have a favorite. I have one. And mine again, and I've said this again and again, it's not a favorite character. It's a favorite trinity. It's Melly, Fitz, and Olivia. I don't think that either one of them can exist without the other. So they're my favorite <clears throat> trinity. My favorite character, again, is Hollis Doyle. And let me explain why he's my favorite character. Uh, me being an actor, there are certain characters that just really hit me. Um, and one of the things that I like about Hollis is he's not a regular cast member, but his presence whenever he's on camera, whether if he's in one scene, if he's in uh, in the scene for two seconds, or if he's in for 20 minutes, there's something about his character and what he represents and how he makes his presence known no matter no matter how much time that he's in. And just one of the things that I like about him and, and his character is the fact that he trusts no man or woman or his daughter. And there's just certain, <laughs> there's just certain things about him. It's like, you know, if you're going to be, as we used to say, uh, Cyrus says, if you're going to be a pit bull and trust no one, Hollis to me exemplifies that to the T. He trusts no man, and there's just something about him that whatever he does, he always still sings. And I love scene stealers. My favorite character is Huck. I mean, Huck is flawed. He's probably one of the more flawed characters, but not. We know exactly why he's flawed. And I think I appreciate that we know who he is. We, we accept Huck for. You know, the trained assassin, broken man, missing his family person that he is and everything that he embodies. I really appreciate Huck and especially the fact that Guillermo Diaz is nothing like Huck in real life. I really appreciate that. You see him in interviews. 
I like to see kind of what Bam was saying as an actor or entertainer in general. I like to see that you can completely separate yourself from who you really are and transform into something totally different. And then to step back out of that and be your normal self again. That's something that, you know, you really have to come in. And I appreciate that. We have another caller. No. No? They're gone. They're gone? Um, Call back, though. Call back. Emil, who's your favorite character? Oh, all that time. I still... Um, Let me say this. I don't I don't have a favorite character, but the character that I want to see more of, I'm still waiting on the backstory, I'm sure you all know, is Harrison. Because some season one, when Sophia and Bam and I used to be in the studio, we used to talk about how we didn't see enough. We were like, oh, it's seven episodes. Then Cornelia joined on. We're still saying we still haven't seen enough <laughs> Harrison. We in season three now, almost midway. Or no, we are almost, yeah, we are midway yeah, now. Yeah. And we still keep getting like a little taste of Harrison oh he has these little power moments in this episode and that episode but I'm waiting for Harrison I want the can I make a kind of prediction on your comment yeah, yeah. when you're done that's it um I actually think that we are hopefully and I'm gonna draw it in the fact that normally characters kind of play the same character and I can't remember the young lady's name but the actress that is coming over from Homeland mm-hmm. right is coming on to Scandal right now the little bit of Harrison's backstory that we've we've learned about I can't remember um, Anan Salif is that the guy's name yeah, right like so Anan Salif if anyone watches Homeland very similar geographic area of where they could be from she could be coming in as somehow connecting that storyline i.e. a la Harrison's backstory do we have a caller now Marissa yeah yes. uh, you're on the line with the Scandal After Buzz TV after show crew who are you speaking with <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Who are we speaking with right now? Sharon. Sharon? Yes. Oh, uh, what what do you have to say to us today? I, I was actually watching it live. Oh, well, thank you. When you were talking about my favorite character. Okay. Who was that? A lot of people. Actually, my favorite character is Rowan. Oh, oh okay. okay. Why is Rowan your favorite character? Because he played off as some monstrous bad guy. And when you think about it and look at it, you come to find out he wasn't even a bad guy to, to, to begin with. And it's like... He was basically set up from the beginning. So you like the fact that we get to see two different sides of him and we really go deep into it, his character. Yeah, and this scene is last scene with, with my favorite scene where he went in on this, actually. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. It sounds like you have an and accent. Like, where are you from? Um, I'm from Jamaica. Oh, oh Jamaica. I, I, knew, I knew it. <laughs> Sophia has Jamaican, I have Jamaican. I recognize it. I knew it had to be Jamaica. <laughs> Where do you live now? Um, I'm from in Bridgeport now. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for, for calling in and staying up with us. Did you have a question, or did you just want to comment on that, uh, your favorite character? I still just commented because I was watching, and I said I don't do live, but I said call it. <laughs> well, thank you thank so you much so for calling much. in live. Calling. And yes, when Rowan read Fitz, that was everything. That was, that was, that was then such part. a... Yeah, it's just a juxtaposition to watch that part, actually. (laughs) You're a boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a man. Well, thank you so much. Um, Stay tuned. And um, do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, 
underscore rule one. Okay. We'll make sure that you tweet us uh, before the show is over so that we have it, so that we have you locked in, so that we can continue the dialogue. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, so, guys, did anybody have anything? I have a question for all you guys. What's up? I posted something on, uh, I posted this question um, on Instagram, and I made an assumption of who I think. And so, um, and I got a, a lot of responses back. And so, the question was, uh, what scandal character are you? And there was a picture of the scandal cast, and then there was us. And then I said who I thought you guys were as far as the characters are concerned. Wait, you said who you thought we were? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Wait, is it who we came dressed up as for Halloween that no. one time? Mm-hmm. So my question to you guys is, if you had to pick what character you are from Scandal, who would it be? I mean, if we're talking about looks, then obviously Columbus Short Harrison. <laughs> but uh, as far as, like, uh, personality, I think that in character, I think um, I would probably have to say a mix between... Page, not Page. Oh God, I'm on another show. Abby and um, <laughs> Abby and Quinn. Yeah, Abby and Quinn would be as far as who I tend to be because I can be needy and pushy and annoying. And yeah, Abby and Quinn. Okay. I don't know. Like I'm kind of who. I guess it would have to be Abby because she's the only one that makes jokes or says anything that's kind of funny or amusing. Mm-hmm. But in regards to like always like kind of nitpicking at people i don't really do that but i'll take it whatever you know i'll be abby so bam who did you say we were and what was the consensus on instagram of who what character we were so i said was i said emil was harrison well i said uh <laughs> and, and did uh, did people agree mm-hmm. okay uh well yeah most most uh, agreed what they say <laughs> well they said because you loved you were such a diehard k washington fan oh, that yeah. you would that they think that you identify more with with Kerry Washington because she's your fa- she's your favorite actress. Um, for you, Sophia, I said that you were hands down Olivia Pope. Well, obviously, yeah. but I also think not from the not from the the cheater's perspective, but I can also see fits in you. So, because Fitz is president and Sophie is yeah. president, like yeah. what, what else so, could there be? Come on. So, am, am I? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, okay. Are you, am, I, am I good? Okay. All right. I was wondering if she's gonna cuss me out. Sophie is like, actually, that's not what it is. We'll deal with that off camera. And then for you, and then for you, Keneally, I said, um, I said, Mama Pope or um, or Abby. Oh, Mama Pope. I'll be Lord, Mama Pope. Whatever. Ooh, I'll be gangster. Yeah. I and then for me, it. I thought that I, I was mind. that I was Huck. Okay. Is there a past that we don't know about with you? You out here talking about the beard? I'm like, actually, anything you say, Bam, is okay with me. (laughs) Um, You're killing people. No, because I have a very, I have a very quiet side. But if you take me there, I can, I can become. I could really turn up. (laughs) These sleeps are sliding right now. I I could really get loud and like you. If you take me there, I'll go there. Okay. So. But I'm okay. for the most part I'm very normal. I'm very quiet. I'm very shy. But if you if you you know, so okay. Well, let us know on Twitter, <laughs> on YouTube, on iTunes, or on Instagram what character you identify with and whether or not you agree with uh, Bam's descriptions of the four of us, including himself. Now let's go to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. So what do we have, guys? Well, the end up. The, NA- the NAACP Image Awards is this Saturday, and 
um, scandals nominated, and I know in particular because I, I tweeted um, Harrison and uh, Huck's character were both nominated for best supporting actor oh, nice. for Columbus so Short and Guillermo yeah. Diaz. And so, um, and so they tweeted me back saying thanks, and I was like, yes, hot damn, finally, you know, somebody <laughs> besides Carrie, you know, is recognized for um, for their great work. So congrats to Columbus, uh, to Guillermo, the scandal cast, Carrie Washington. And Shonda Rhimes, yeah. Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. And uh, also in news and gossip, uh, <laughs> one of the gladiators here <laughs> got to meet Miss Kerry Washington herself well, at I mean, a Golden Globes party. So, Emil, please tell us about this ordeal. If you want to see the full story, please go to youtube.com slash chasing the late. But, um, <laughs> The brief rundown is I was at the uh, Weinstein party, not in attendance. I was working and Carrie walked in with her husband. And when she walked in, um, I was okay. So I was busting tables that night and I didn't want to like stalk her or anything, but that's my favorite actress. So she was making her rounds, going to different people. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to go here. So I waited a couple of minutes. And then finally she stopped at this section before she went to the VIP area. And I tapped her on the shoulder and I was like, I was like, Hey, I was like, my name's Emil. I'm um, one of the hosts from the after bus TV after and she cut me off. She's like, Oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> well, she didn't sound like that, but, and then, um, and then she said, hold on, hold on one second. She gave me a hug and then she reached into her purse, grabbed her phone and said, let's take a picture. And then she said, I'll tweet an Instagram or she said, I'll tweet it tomorrow. And then I woke up the next day and I tweeted her just saying, thanks. She was so nice. And then a couple minutes later, she tweeted it and Instagrammed it. And my social media was just blowing up for a couple of days. But uh, it was just such an amazing experience. She's such a nice person. And it's so crazy because the picture that's been circulating around with uh, her and her husband, that's like the first time they were seen together in, at a public event. I was literally standing like a couple of feet back from that picture. Like you can see uh, one of the security guards right there is a white guy, but I was like a couple of feet back. It was, it was I, a crazy experience. I just want to ask this question because I too work in that field where I'm around celebrities a lot. And so what did your coworkers think? And was there any supervisors that were watching? <laughs> right, Cause you know, cause I'm, I'm going to be real. fired for that. Um, so I actually worked another event for this company a couple of weeks later, so I didn't get fired, but uh, two of the girls who, because it's like a large events company. Two of the girls said, I'm um, just random. We saw you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, with who? With Carrie Washington. How'd you do that? And I think it's one of those things where uh, I could care less about being a server for events. My job and my passion is hosting. And for me to have the opportunity to be that close to somebody that I admire respect so much, it wasn't a feeling of me caring about whether or not I'm keeping this job, especially since it's not even my main priority. That's not my main job. And it was that moment where I don't know if and when this opportunity will ever happen again. So why not just go for it? So who cares? Exactly. And here's the thing. If I would have tapped her on the shoulder and she would have just turned around like, okay, hi, thank you. But the fact she embraced me, took a picture and stuff, what are they going to say? Clearly she knew me or, you know, <laughs> in she their knew. mind, she knew me. So yeah. what are they going to say? You're fired because a celebrity took a picture with you? If I took my phone out, which we weren't allowed to have our phones, but if I took my phone out and took a picture, it would be different, I think. But they were standing right there. They didn't say anything. So, And I went back to busting tape. I did my job after I was working my ass off. So, All right. It was a great experience. Highlight of the year. And the year just started. All right. Well, let's go to predictions as we um, anticipate the uh, winter premiere. Is it the winter premiere? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I predict that we are finally going to uh, get some more backstory to Harrison. 
I feel like it's coming. They've been teasing it a little bit in a couple episodes. Um, and I think it's finally, finally going to happen. Uh, there's going to be some major drama with Mama Pope. Um, we have not heard the last of her, especially since uh, Olivia knows the truth now and what's really going down. Uh, hopefully we'll start seeing more from um, from David Rosen because I feel like we haven't really seen his character a lot. And when we have seen him, it's not anything major. And he was moved up to a series regular, but I don't want it to just be series regular in presence and not in his dialogue. Um, and then the final thing for me, uh, oh wait, at the end of, we still have to see what happened to Rowan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That actually is part of my prediction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. My prediction or it's not actually a prediction. I just want this to happen. I think that Rowan is very similar to a lot of other TV characters, specifically Dexter and Sherlock. If you watch the BBC America Sherlock and the fact that he's a functioning sociopath and the way he's able to function is the fact that he has Eli and he has Rowan, right? So Rowan is his evil side or the demons, but he's able to channel it in a quote-unquote positive way through B613. Because technically, it's still a quasi-government entity in support of the Republic. Now, you have taken that completely away from him. What is he supposed to do? Now he no longer has any kind of parameters. Even though he was rogue, he still was rogue in the same point that he was for the Republic. You have now released his wife and taken away his job he's about to go crazy he can take mama pope any day of the week that's my prediction Mm. and everybody he is the cold piece well i'm so glad i didn't go first because i actually could not remember what happened at the last uh, episode so i'm (laughs) glad now you I'm remembering now. I actually don't think that we're going to see much from Harrison and some of the other ones. And only, and just let me explain why. When the hot, when the when the fire is hot, you have to strike. And because Mm. you have now, you have an ensemble cast, and you've had all these people that that maybe came with the purpose of maybe one or two episodes. Now they have jumped to regulars, and you got you know Mama Paul, you got you know, yeah, right. So you have such an ensemble cast. You, um, the writers need to keep going while the fire is hot. So we got to see more Bellany. We got Bella, uh, um, of Melly, of Melly. We got to see more Mama and, uh, Papa Pulp. You have, uh, Jake. You have, you have so many things that's going on. As an hmm. actor, sometimes you have to take a backseat and you have to wait your turn. And so I think that's what Abby and OPA and the rest of them are doing. They have to wait their turn because right now these characters are hot and this is what the audience is liking. So they just have to take a back seat, get that check, you know, get the 100 episodes so you can get that royalty check. Yeah, and then hopefully paid. it will start to re- to revolve. And then once we kind of get tired of what's going on now, then we can now jump to the other side, which is a great thing of having such an ensemble cast versus having to rely on like, you know, um, whatever shows you have to rely on one or two characters every week. Mm. But they have so much to work with that. When we get tired of one, then we can go with other people. Excellent prediction. Yeah. My prediction or my question is in regards to Mama Pope and Daddy Pope. We saw when she was, you know, locked up, their dynamic. They weren't bitter or angry at each other. They they kind of <laughs> had some decent moments mm-hmm. when they were looking at pictures of, of Olivia. Things kind of took a turn when, you know, she pretty much busted out of the, the prison jail but the fact that she's back now 
Is her focus going to be back on doing the job that she used to do? Or is her focus now on getting revenge for whatever reason on Daddy Pope? And because Daddy Pope isn't B613 anymore, he's kind of he's kind of exposed. He still has the same, you know, knowledge and the training and everything that he has, but he's pretty much just out here in the open. So is Mama Pope going to terrorize him, terrorize Olivia? Or because they show her the last scene in front of the White House, is she going to terrorize Fitz? Because now when she, when Olivia helped her get that plane and she said, oh, you have really high power friends. Now she knows who Olivia is dealing with. Is her now her main target to mess with Fitz in regards to get her what she wants? So mm-hmm. my, I'm wondering what her dynamic is going to be. Great predictions, guys. And we don't have to wait long to find out because next week's scandal returns after the longest hiatus ever, literally. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us for our fan show. It was amazing. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties and my runny nose, but we really appreciate it. And, um, excuse me. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take it out here, starting with Cornelia. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Canelia. Also, Canelia.com is up and running. Check there for all things Canelia. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bam Erickson. And shout out to GQ Jedi for the hat. So you can go to GQJedi.com for all the styles and hot hats. And you can find me at Emil Ennis Jr. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and go to YouTube and check out Chasing LA. Guys, it was a pleasure as always. Um, I really like this studio, so we may have to talk yeah. about that. Um, but thank you so much, and we will see And let see us know that. if you like the studio. Yes, do you like this setup better? Make sure you go on iTunes, YouTube, like Sophia was talking about earlier, and we really appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. 10 o'clock, no, 11 o'clock, our normal time. Mm-hmm. Our normal time of 11 o'clock. This is a special time. 11 o'clock next week, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And we love you guys. Bye, gladiators. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs> 